Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Don Carter was in law enforcement for 10 years before feeling like he needed to reclaim his humanity. The job was tough and the rewards were slim. When an act of kindness landed Don on the Steve Harvey Show and NBC Nightly News, he knew he was onto something. Since then, Don has used the power of kindness to heal from the devastation of suicide and trauma, and he is creating a kindness culture. So, Don, you've created a culture, a kindness culture. Do you mind if I read the explanation that you sent me to our listeners? Would that be okay with no, you? No, not at all. Okay. That'd be great. So this is the part that really just hit me. You said, kindness, in my understanding, is not a fluffy concept reserved for kids, grandmas, or do-gooders. It's not for people to be nice, nor is it relegated strictly to buying someone coffee in a cafe or giving money to the homeless. It is an awareness of way of being. It's a lens through which we can see the world if we choose. We live this way already, but often are stifled from doing so freely because of the fear which has inundated most of our collective lives. But kindness culture is for brave people who long to live in a world where they know the goodness inside themselves and in others. That is just, ooh, I read that and I thought, oh my gosh, is he inside my brain? Like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, but it's been a long time coming for you, hasn't it? Can you, can you give yeah. us some some background with your your law enforcement? Yeah, yeah. So I was in law enforcement for about 10 years. Uh, I was in patrol for a good portion of that time and then as a detective the last half of it. And so that really shaped my my view of my world. And of course, as a police officer, I became that because I wanted to serve people and serve my community uh, and help better it in some way. But I realized that that was a, a challenge because even in law enforcement, we are conditioned even more so to look for the things that are the problems. And so because we look for them, we find them. Ah. And then it becomes our way of seeing the world to where, you know, a typical thing you'll find with police officers is that, you know, they'll, whenever they're in a building or a restaurant or something, they'll sit with their back to a wall so they can make sure and see the door. Like it's always this hypervigilance looking for badness, you mm. know. And so the way that that conditions us uh, is is really, I would say, destructive to the human heart, human mind. And so, because again, we get what we look for. And so that's why I started transitioning out of that. It was to do what I called reclaiming my humanity, because I just wanted to be able to come alive in my heart again and not see the world primarily as a bad place, uh, looking for bad people. Um, and so that led me to... Uh, really venturing out into a, living a way that is really vulnerable in my world, not not guarded or hardened, but just to soften myself and to, to just walk through life really vulnerable. So I just continued to share my heart and, and, and just be open. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things that I discovered through that process. Um, and, and that's really the start of it. That was the start of this transformation about five or six years ago for me. Okay, I need to back up though, because it seems so... Mm, it seems like such a gift to be able to have that sort of self-awareness that you had that said, okay, it's, I am training myself to see the bad and I don't want to do that. I yeah. think people naturally often walk through life looking at the bad and they, they're, they're hearing it from, you know, television news or whatever. Like we just, we, mm -hmm. we can kind of be inundated with the bad and yep. then we start to see that way. But very seldom, I think, do we realize 
that that's really shaping our mood and uh, the lens through which we continually see. So how did you, was it a, somebody, did somebody alert you to that or how did you get to that self-awareness? Yeah, I had this moment. Now I remember right at the beginning of my career, I don't know why I had the wherewithal to do it, but I had this prayer that God wouldn't let my heart get hard toward people. And so fast forward eight and a half years as a detective, I'm sitting across from a victim of violent crimes. I was a violent crimes detective. And I was watching this woman pour her heart out in tears about what occurred and how she was victimized. And I was just sitting there looking at my notepad and I was just like, okay, what happened next? Mm. And then she'd barely be able to talk through her tears and I'd be like, okay, what happened next? And it was almost like I had this, I I wouldn't say I had an out of body experience, but it was like I was looking down at myself from the corner of the room and I was like, dude, this isn't the kind of person we want to be. Like, what are you doing? Like, all she needs is somebody to just care for her in that moment. And so that's when I remembered that prayer. And then I was like, oh, I guess it's time to go. So then I started transitioning out from that. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. I just, yay. Like, okay, it's, this is, this is not a, a religious podcast, but I just want to like shout out, yay God. I mean, really for like waking us up. The same thing happened to me. I was an alcoholic and I, I just felt like at one moment, God woke me up and said, I have plans for you. Like, let's do something better in life than this. Um, so anyway, yay, yay. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you are, you know, that you were open and you were free to that. And, um, yeah, me too. It, it saved my life for sure. Yeah. I did not want to be hardened to where I just could not be alive in my heart. And I know that most of us are really, I say, I keep saying it, we're conditioned to be that way. And it's by virtue of the the survival mechanisms that we have in our biology and the way that those are exploited, I think, um, through the way that we get communicated to. So mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once we open our, our hearts to that, I think that big things in the world, like the universe responds, uh, tell us about your viral Popeye's chicken kindness yeah. video, because you just, you know, boom, the world knew about you. Yeah, that was a really strange thing. But it happened right after I completely left law enforcement at the beginning of 2017. So that was January. In March, I'm driving through the Popeye's in my neighborhood, talk to this girl for 30 seconds about, you know, the moment that really was key for me was when I, I had a long day and I was exhausted. I needed some food. It was 20 minutes before they closed. And I see this girl when I pull up to the drive through and she just looks exhausted and I feel exhausted. And so I just want to offer whatever encouragement I can. And I said something like, hey, it's almost over because they had 20 minutes left. <laughs> and she said, I know, but I got to be here in the morning. And then that's when I asked her about what else she did. And then she just shared with me that she wanted to go back to school to be a nurse. And so that was the end of our conversation. Literally 30 seconds. She handed my chicken. I'm gone. But as I'm pulling away, I just get this sense that comes over me that I just want to do something to help her. Because, I mean, that's just how I had a mind to, to be with people in my neighborhood, especially. But by the time I got home, I thought about paying for it to go to nursing school and didn't know anything about it. So thought it'd be like 1500 bucks when I looked it up in Missouri where I lived and had 1300 Facebook friends. So I just shared the story with them and I just said, Hey, I'm sure I could get 300 of y'all to give five bucks to send this random girl to nursing school. And it just went crazy from there. So they said yes. And then you presented her. That was the video I watched uh, that came off of today.com that 
um, where you got to present it. And you can see she's just standing there like coming out of her skin. Yeah. Yeah. 12 hours from the time that I posted it on that Friday night, we had raised over 1700 bucks. And then that afternoon, the news came to my house and then some friends in my Facebook group who were nurses themselves were like, Hey, her CNA license isn't anything. We should help her get her LP in. That's $26 a piece. And I was just like, no way. We're not doing that. I did not know if this girl was serious. And this is the point that is the most key about this for me, is that even though I did something that was good towards someone, when the, the stakes went up and I was thinking about my reputation or whether I didn't want to be responsible for thousands of dollars and then not have anything happen with it or whatever. Like I had all my reservations, but then I was like, who am I to stifle the kindness of all these people that want to just share and give? And so just open the floodgates. But I was into so much anxiety in that moment uh, because of the, I think the fear that we get when we have this inclination to do good toward each other. And so from that point, it just blew up. And cause I just said, okay, let's go. And so the next day, uh, I invited a bunch of people out to the Popeyes and we just presented her with what we had at that point, which was about four grand. And by the end of the week, it was 15. <gasps> and we ended up going on the Steve Harvey show and <laughs> like just interviewed on CNN headline news, like all type of crazy stuff. <laughs> that is so great. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love that. And I have to think that if you just had written her a check, if you just said, oh, I'm just going to pull this from my bank account. Uh, it wouldn't have gotten the same response. You acted as a as a connector for her in the community. Yeah, hmm, that's neat. Absolutely, it it was it was the that was what I understood about it was because it was fascinating to me that so many people came alive with this thing because to me it was such a really simple thing and I literally thought that I would just you know people would PayPal me the money or something and then I would just go give it to her and that'd be the end of it but. It just got so much bigger, but it was because I invited other people into the process. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the thing myself. And when I got other people involved, it just grew and grew and grew because everything we do is contagious. And so we're always spreading something in our world. Right. There's and, no such thing as a neutral interaction, right? It's no. positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something happened uh, about a year after that, that brought you to your knees. And I think it's important that we talk about this because those of us who who go around talking about kindness can make it look easy. Um, mm. So would you would you talk about what happened then? Absolutely. So the the day that I met the girl at Popeyes was March 24th in 2017. And on March 24th, 2018, my wife decided to take her own life. I mean, the, my wife had a long history of struggling with with depression and um, and so it brought me to my my knees literally obviously um, yeah so it was a really really I, it's an understatement to say it was a challenging thing um, but the role that that kindness played in there is really what helped transform me uh, because I had been practicing acts of kindness, so to speak, or a way, this way of being that I'm talking about. Um, and it allowed me to heal. It kept me open to the world instead of believing that everything was bad and that even under the, the, the crushing pressure of such a tragedy. 
So you have children. You and your wife have two children together. Was, you know, did they did they look at at that situation and and think, you know, what could kindness possibly do with this, or did they feel the effects of kindness as well? Well, so my understanding of kindness is really simple, and it really has to do with my awareness that whomever I'm around or whatever I'm engaged with is like me. Um, and I, I, maybe I'll go back to that for a second in a little bit. But for me, it wasn't that they were even thinking about kindness. It's that I was practicing this kindness because I remember at my wife's funeral, uh, we wanted, I, I made it a, a point to highlight the good things that she left in us. And so I had people share from stories of what what ways positive ways she affected them and then i had them have tulips which are her favorite flower and present them to either my children or my mom or her mom after they shared what that that occasion was um but at the end of that day after everybody left the the church um i just wanted to go into a hole i, I felt like I just wanted to crawl into a dark hole and never come out. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered, oh, my children are going through the same thing. Like, And that was another moment of kindness for me, where I recognized that they were experiencing the same thing, that we were in this together, so to speak. And so I couldn't just leave them to themselves. I couldn't have them lose two parents in this whole thing. And so that gave me the strength to come up out of myself for a moment and then try to make whatever I could in their world conducive to their healing. And so they may not have known directly in terms of the word kindness, but I know that they feel it now and how much our lives have changed. And even my way of being toward them has changed because I was still healing from uh, a 10 year law enforcement career and the trauma that I experienced there. And now we have this new trauma and to be able to go through that experience in that life with and openness and still experiencing joy and peace in the midst of grieving is something I know they experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have no doubt that as they continue to grow into adults, as they look back, the legacy you leave for them will be the, the kindness, you know, and they'll be able to put it into words probably more than, than they are now. You mentioned yeah, being so. that you look at people as being like you. How does mm-hmm. that help us to be better to them? Yeah. So for my deeper understanding of kindness, it came through that experience of witnessing so many people come alive with this one little act of kindness. And so from that point on, for about three months, every little inclination that I had to do something good towards somebody, I just did it. In spite of any of the reservations that I had, uh, I just decided to move forward with that thing in me that decided to do something good towards somebody, whether it was just stopping and saying hello, like giving them a smile, just listening to them. There have been times where I've turned, busted a UE on the road to go help somebody up that I saw had fallen, like little simple things, mm-hmm. but it softened my heart. And so it really informed my understanding of kindness through that because I believe it's the way that we are already. 
Betty and where I started to geek out because I was like, when we think of kindness, we assume we know what it means because we just use it and take for granted that we understand it. But I just geeked out and looked up the word and was trying to find the root of the word and where it came from while we started <laughs> using it. And so I just found out like the, the suffix N-E-S-S means to be in the state of whatever the word is that's before it. Um, and so kindness is literally then being in the state of kind. And so I was like, well, that's still not really telling me what it means. And then I had this aha moment where all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's like, where did we use that word most prevalently? And it's when we're talking about things that are alike, when we're talking about things that are the same kind. And so I believe that we have something in us that when we recognize something that's like us because we are um, communal oriented beings, we, we, we don't live on an island like we don't live on our own mm -hmm. we're always dependent on each other even by very the very nature of the way we come into the world like nobody is self-made in that sense and, and we need each other there's an interdependence in our existence and so when we observe people and see that they're like us we automatically have something in us that wants to do good toward them we want for them what we want for ourselves and so it could be something as simple as seeing somebody that represents the same sports team as you you don't know them but you feel like your comrades your your buddies you know you want to buy them something you want to get you they're part of your your clan so to speak and that and dispels so the fear that we we can feel toward each other you think i believe so mm -hmm. because when we think that something is the same or akin to us the same kind, then all the goodness that's in us, we want to extend to them because we're, they're included. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where that, where the rubber meets the road in that is that where we talked about earlier is that we've been conditioned to see each other primarily in terms of our differences. That since we were little, we've been checking boxes about who we are. We're constantly categorizing ourselves or labeling ourselves based on our race, sex, um, political leanings, whatever it is. And so in our society, we're conditioned to see each other primarily in terms of our differences. But if we will recognize the kinship that we have or the kindness, then that changes everything with the way that we relate. And it does dispel some of the fear because fear has to do with the unknown. Mm -hmm. We fear things because we don't know them. And that's a natural thing to do. And it's for our survival. Mm -hmm. But if we see something as being like us, we think we understand it or know it. And so that dispels some of that fear. Don Carter, you are on to something, man. This is like the, the best explanation I have heard about, about kindness and about the way we look at the world and how it can be, um, it, it's life-changing when, yeah. when we choose to see the world that way. And it is a choice and it is a practice. It's a conditioning. It's a reconditioning, I should say. Mm -hmm. And so if we can help people to shift their perception of the world to understand that it's not as hostile as we, they might believe it is, then I think we can really shift the way our societies interact with each other. And the way that everything is contagious when we start doing this stuff where we let the goodness in ourselves come out toward each other, is absolutely transformative, not just to the people who are receiving it, but to the person who is the purveyor of it as well. Mm -hmm. Like, and there are literally hormones that get released in our body that are a balm for any of the wounds that we have mentally, physically, emotionally. And so that's why when we practice this stuff, it can be healing. 
It's literally a part of our biology. It's how we're set up to, to heal ourselves. Created for kindness. Don, before mm -hmm. we let you go, do you have a, another story of kindness that you would like to share with us? Something you've done and how it made you feel or a time when kindness showed up at just the right moment for you? Well, I'll just say that <laughs> this is a kind of funny story, but it's one that sets out in my mind as far as the, the transformative nature of this thing is that uh, there was one time I was driving around my neighborhood and there are were several liquor stores within the, I lived in a, lived in a urban black neighborhood. So liquor stores everywhere. I pull up into a liquor store parking lot one day and I see this lady that I've seen there a lot. Um, and I just stopped and I just felt like I just wanted to pay attention to her. And so I just said, you're here all the time, aren't you? And she said, I don't know why I'm here. And then she looked at me and she looked me square. She looked me square in the eye and she said, but I thank you for paying attention to me. And then not a second later, she just starts bawling her eyes out. She starts crying her eyes out. And she said, I don't even know why I'm here. I, I told Jesus or Jesus told me that he was going to do this and get me out of here. And she she obviously drinks had the, an alcoholic. And so she's just out there drinking all the time with, with whomever. And so she would ask for a quarter or what whatnot. So she's just bawling her eyes out. And then all of a sudden, a couple of guys come from out of the liquor store that are her friends, apparently. And they're like, what, what, what's going on here? And story short, um, I just ended up holding her for a little bit while she cried. And then we broke from that. And then the guys just said, well, what are we doing? Are we praying? And I said, uh, uh, I guess we can. <laughs> so. Like the three of us are standing out there holding hands and I just let had, had both of them pray whatever was in their hearts to pray. And they had these long, lofty prayers that they both said. And then I just said a little quiet word after that. And and then she walked away. And I don't remember seeing her in that area for months after that. Mm. And I didn't do anything. I literally just stopped and paid attention to her. So I say to people sometimes like to, to show kindness in this world, you don't have to pay it forward or pay it back. You really just need to pay attention. And that when we give each other our attention, we give ourselves the opportunity to see that kindness. And when we see that, the good that's in us wants to come out. And if we have the courage to let it come out, it transforms everybody in the mix. Yes, it does. Don Carter, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. Learn more about Don's kindness culture at doncarter.co. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 